Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I am Chasing. And along with me is Bill Grundler. And we don't have any fancy so sound effects because I am home and I screwed it all up. So leave it to me. <laughs> leave it to me to screw it all up. But uh, we are here to analyze the programming of the Dubai CrossFit Championship, which just went down this weekend over in Dubai. It was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And the time frame is <laughs> we talked last time is about 12 hours ahead of us. So competing in the future is what they did over three <laughs> days. And over the course of three days, they had nine scored events, seven different events in total. And as we look at the programming, me and Bill, as always, are going to decide is how well did the test stack up for the test at which they were presenting, right? We always, yeah. uh, we got to grade the programming based off the purpose of the test. So if it's the CrossFit Games, it's to find the fittest person on earth. I think a lot of times we do default to, did it also find the fittest field in order? I think we're both uh, keen to that as being part of the process. And depending on, you know, like Rogue, like, look, we just want to put on a fun event and have some kick-ass tests that people don't normally get to do on a regular basis. The purpose of the open regional semifinals like that. And so a uh, question for you, Bill, Yeah. before we get into it is, do we know exactly what Dubai's goal was in the Dubai CrossFit Championship? Uh, well, I mean, we're going to have to kind of guess to it a little bit because they don't formally allude to what it is. However, the history of the competition has always been that the Sheikh wants to uh, showcase their athletes, uh, athletes from around the world in in feats of fitness. So it isn't necessarily to find the fittest on the planet. Uh, with that being said, I mean, when you, when you are pulling from athletes that compete to be the fittest on the planet, you're going to have some really fit individuals. So across the board, they're going to be able to put on a very, a very you know strong showcase. So, you know, I, I don't think that they were trying to find the fittest athlete. I don't, I don't think that that's what their goal was. I think that they wanted to um, put on some fun events in some fun locations. I mean, one of the nice things about, you know, a lot of the off season events is they get to showcase their flavor of the, some of the special things that they have. I mean, the Dubai thing for a long time has been, okay, we're going to put you out in the Arabian desert and you're going to run <laughs> around yeah. in this, in the sand dunes. And that's, that has been kind of a, uh, I don't want to say a staple, but something that they've done a handful of times out in, out in the desert out there. So the fact that they said, okay, well, we are Dubai. We're going to give you something, you know, interesting to our area. And we're going to put you in our mall and we're going to have you run, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, on a, on You're a run on in a the snow, snow in I, Dubai. So, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think that, you know, what they did was, their goal was they wanted to showcase Dubai. They wanted to showcase some great feats of athleticism. And I think that's basically what they wanted to do. So you know, the, the hard part is that you could really, you could have that be your goal and then make the test be something that we aren't normally used to seeing where it's mm -hmm. all strength events or it's all sprint events or oh, yeah. all whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's hard. I think that the, 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 the overall fitness is always going to be in there cause that's what we do. Um, but that's not the, you know, it, it you, you, I think it would be wrong to fault the competition if they didn't line up the way that the games is supposed to line up or the game season should line up. So, 
And for Aussies and competitions that want to be big Aussie competitions, it doesn't have to be the CrossFit Games again. No. In fact, no, I don't no. want it to be the CrossFit Games again. I, I want it to be something unique. I think the, the cool thing about Dubai is just like you said, is that they try to do a very Dubai centric test. Yeah. Things you don't normally get to do on an everyday basis, whether you're in your affiliates or, you know, training out of your garage or wherever you don't get to, you know, like I said, run in the Arabian desert. You don't get to run inside a ski slope unless you're in Norway, which is right. an event that had something like that as far as one of the tests is concerned. Yet you're also in Dubai as you do that, you know, ocean swims, things of that nature. So I think a lot of Dubai's test is, listen, this is a great test. This is a great event. It'll be a lot of outside the box tests. And we want it to be a very Dubai centric style of competition. Yeah. And, and you I, know, I, sorry, another thing I wanted to add to that is as they have gone from year to year to year, one of the things that, I mean, classically speaking, Dubai hasn't been doing CrossFit for a very long time. They have been doing fitness for a long time. Right. So there have been past events where they would bring in, they would have a triathlon and they would bring in a world-class triathlete. They would have long bike runs and they would bring in a world-class athlete uh, to kind of showcase, okay, maybe they're not the most well-rounded in the fitness realm, but they are a specialist in this particular area. And then the other thing is like, you'll see movements there that you won't see in other competitions. Like one of the things we, you know, we've seen actually twice now is that a jump. You, that's not something <laughs> yeah. I've seen in any other CrossFit event that, or, or fitness event that, that we've been involved with. Um, and they have done those types of things where it's like, this is something that we have done in our fitness realm, our, our, you know, local trainers, this is something that we use. I mean, thank God they don't have like battle ropes or something like that in there. Cause that would be really <laughs> bad, but, um, at least that they're, they're showcasing that kind of thing as well. So I think that, that was pretty, uh, interesting because it gives them something different. These athletes, something different to attack. I agree. And as we look at the competition as a whole, it started with, like we said, a unique test outside the box inside a mall on a <laughs> ski slope in the middle of the desert <laughs> and that With, was and i was so jealous really they did cool. that, man because that's yeah. what we always did we always went from the you know the the tennis stadium in the evening we'd be we'd be calling it and then we would run to the mall at like eight o'clock at night to try to yep. get the last couple hours before they closed <laughs> on the ski slope that was something that was so fun for us and then here and now they brought the athletes up to there i thought that was awesome i thought that, that was, was so awesome cool. And you look at the first event and what they did was five rounds for time, 500 meters ski and a run up and down the hill. This the hill runs uh, watching it on their um, Instagram live. We're taking about a minute and 10 to a minute and 15. So to me, I'm guessing it's probably close to about 200 meters. If you think it's a little uphill, it's in the snow. So you're going to be a bit slower. Um so we'll we'll just say that about on average. And look, this is a cool event to start the weekend off because, you know, it wasn't super high skilled. It was just like, hey, here's a unique test in a unique environment that you could have never trained for unless you lived in an area like this. And we say the same thing about ocean swims or anything like that. It's like, look, some people are going to be at a disadvantage because they have access to something like this if they choose to use it. Not a lot of people do, even though they right. you know, they live by the ocean <laughs> or they have a pool and have access to something like, say, a swim. But, you know, a ski slope run, 
it was really cool to see. And it was it was so weird to watch these athletes in like full like gloves, beanies. Like it was the most clothing I've ever seen athletes wear <laughs> in a CrossFit competition, knowing exactly where they were. But the, the time cap was 17 and 16 minutes, which was super aggressive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, what a handful of athletes on the men and women's side combined. Yeah. Finish this. I think it was what it was only two women. I'll take it the leaderboard here. Um, yeah. I would say half the field on the men's side, just uh, just under three, six, eight men. And on the women's side, it was way less. It was three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing I wish they would have done differently here. It was just have a, a longer time cap. I, I don't to, know to force why. The finish, to force just ma- finish. Yeah. Make it 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're watching the women go, you know, it was only Michaela Norman and heat one. Right. Who's going to finish. You're an invite only event doing a, an event at six 45 in the middle of a mall with no live feed. It was, you had every piece of element there in your control to change and you didn't yeah. do it. That's yeah. all. That's literally the only thing I don't like about event one is that they kept the time cap when they know they could have changed it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, the fact that they made the difference of the time between the men and the women seemed strange to me. A one minute with yeah, well, no, with no meter difference whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, women, you have to go faster and you're going to have to pull faster as well. You're going to have to right. pull harder than the guys. Are. So like I, I didn't, I didn't understand that. Um, uh, you know, it, it, so like looking at what the programming is, like I think the programming is, I think what the event is is awesome. I agree. Yeah. Like, make it twenty minutes. Like, there's, I, I think, is the very first event. The last thing you want is athletes not to have to do all the work that everyone else is doing. I, you know, I, I would if I was programming. We're talking programming on here. The I wouldn't change the event. I would change the time frame so that mm. everybody has to do all that work. I mean, right. I don't, I don't want anyone to not have to ski and not have to run, you know, because they, they, they can't get the time frame down, you know? Well, and then they had this weird tiebreaker where, which to their credit, they told everybody what the tiebreaker was going to be before they went. So it wasn't right. like they just made this up because they didn't think anybody was going to finish, but it was something like the time on the clock after your last ski, which yeah. is if like there was a minute left, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to ski as hard as I can possibly ski. And then yeah. I'm done. Like, right. Right. <laughs> I ain't getting to the halfway mark and get that extra rep. So, uh, that's my only critique, I guess, in event number one, I like the event overall. It was, uh, you know, Ricky Garrard wins on the men's side. Sam Briggs, the ageless wonder, <laughs> wins on the women's side. And as we go from event one to event two, which they just called event one B, I don't understand. <laughs> like, just call it event two because no, the, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't, <laughs> like, they weren't a combo event. Like, it's event one A and event one B. You know, yep. first of all, and then B. Then they're <laughs> two separate scores. There's no like combo Stay frosty and one B. <laughs> right. We got this great name for event one, stay frosty. And then in event two, we're going to call it event one B. I'm like, what? <laughs> now, what it was supposed to be, at least what we were told, is somewhere about a 700 meter run. 
up and around, you know, basically up the slope on one side, down the slope on the other in a 20 pound and 14 pound vest. Um, the first heat of the women screwed that up. <laughs> and so the second heat was succumbed to run. I think it was more like three or 400 meters. Yeah. Uh, much less. And then the men, they extended it back out to wherever they had it. The, the men's times, like the women's times were all like two minutes or less. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kristen Holta wins that at 157. Um, the men were all about right about three. Uh, Ricky Garrard, again, he wins back-to-back events to start the weekend. Um, I think there was a major missed opportunity here to make this more of a significant test than it was. I don't think that loop, regardless if they screwed up the distance or whatever, <clears throat> I don't know why they just didn't run to the straight top of the slope. Every every run that they've had has been a really long grinding run, like in yeah. the past for their for their competitions, and like even though even though the one A was five rounds and the time you know it was a, it was a, it was a little bit longer. You're looking at the 17 minute time cap ish, yeah, right around there. Um, it was more. I really see it as more of a, a of a of a ski of a ski event rather than the run event. And you're right, like we've been on that slope. That yeah. slope, I mean, I, I would I would have said myself, I would have said, okay, you're doing the slope two times or like from bottom to top. You gotta touch the wall at the top. Like the Truman, <laughs> yeah, the back wall, the Truman show. Which I've know, run into before. <laughs> Get <right>. off the <laughs> ski lift. <laughs> you have the Truman show kind of set up where they have painted yeah, you know, right. clouds and trees <laughs> and stuff right. up on the side. <laughs> but you should have to go all the way up. I mean, you can have them go all the way up and have I don't know, have them do burpees or something up at the top. I mean, whatever. But we'll go all the way up to the top. Yeah. Come all the way back down. I mean, for for the a weighted run on a hill like that. I, I, I agree. I, it's, was it a bad event? No, I, I just don't think that it got what you should have slash could have got out of that event. Yeah. I'm not saying you know? it was a, it was a bad event, but there was just a major, like it just wasn't an event. Like yeah. that wasn't a test. No. Half of your race was uphill a little bit. But the rest was downhill, which requires no effort whatsoever. Totally. In fact, some people who were very smart because that backside at which they came down is quote unquote the back black diamond, um, at least grade. Right. Like that just slid down. Totally. Which was genius. Like just whale slide your ass down the hill. I mean, I'm and, surprised and, I'm surprised there weren't any penguin slides going down that thing. Just to yeah. dive and go. You know? That's what I would have tried. Hell yeah. But the, it just, it's fine that there's a three minute event to start things off. It's fine that it's a sprint test and a weighted test, but the event, it wasn't hard. It wasn't yeah. a, it, like, there was almost like, why is this even a thing? And it was even more worthless for the women's side that ran nearly half the distance. Yeah. And I mean, I, I it, think it, if the idea was to somehow give a sand version, like replicate the 2000, uh, nine sprint which, hill, which is what I was hoping this was going to be. I, it just it's when you have, when you have a setup where your footing is not the same, you can't push as hard, right? So you're not going to be running to the intensity that you would expect on that sandbag run when those athletes did that back. In well, yeah, I'm not going to say it's the same thing, but like 
a one shot up that up that whole run. One yeah. shot is a way better test oh, than totally. the one that they did. Yeah, just, that's all I'm saying. And I was just I thought it was a missed opportunity. I mean, you know what you could have done is seven minute cap or or a sprint. I mean, not even the down. Make it all the entire uphill. You don't have to come down. Yeah, no, just I'm saying up. only up. Only yeah. up. Get to the yeah. top and then they'll like shuttle your ass down or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, not not down and up. Only up. Yeah. Just send it. And the, the best part is like they're not gonna let you see it. They're gonna go because they're gonna do that long track they did to start. Like, okay, I'm familiar with this, and then they go up. Yeah. A significant up on that right side. Then it goes oh, flat again. Yeah. Yep. And then you turn left and you look up and you're like, my God, I'm yeah. not even halfway there. Yeah. That would have been a much different test um, to couple with event one. Uh, much different. I, 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 I mean, for lack of a better word, a way more fun to watch, to test yeah. that, you know, so you're right. The, the, Missed opportunity. Not bad. Not bad. Just missed opportunity. Yeah, that's just saying. Missed opportunity. Yeah. All right. So that will end day one, and we move to day two. And now it's in the tennis stadium from here on out, which that venue is spectacular. It's really cool. It really is. And my only hope is, you know, the Dubai CrossFit Championship continues is that people just start making the trip and, and filling that tennis stadium up like it like it deserves. Yeah. Um, and then it's the liftoff is what they call event. I'll say event two, but it's really event three, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and this was really interesting because you had a set number of bars and weights and the athletes had to pick their weight that they wanted to start at and move up to, but they only got two chances. And it's it's pretty simple. You just pick where you want to go and you hit your lift. If you don't, you get another attempt. And if you don't get any of those and you're out of the competition. Yep. Um, the question I have for you, Bill, is I think, again, I like this test. It made it interesting. It was a little different format than what we're used to. And that's not a bad thing. I really think they should have had three lifts. Um, I think two turned it into I don't want to miss a lift versus three, I think would have given them a chance to really go for something. So what do you, what do you ask? What do you ask? Like, do you think two is enough or would you Uh, prefer to seen three? Um, again, if we are trying to look at what the overall goal of the competition is, um, I, I think that's where you have to s- sort of slot this in. And that, that's what makes it difficult because you don't know 100% other than we're trying to showcase some stuff. Now, the more lifts you have, the more chances you can take and the bigger lifts you're going to get. Like classically in the competition, it's like this is where we get to showcase. All right, we've already had our sprints. We've, we're going to have our gymnastic stuff. Like, let's let these athletes lift heavy because mm-hmm. if we want to showcase athleticism, um, let's let them showcase athleticism, not showcase strategy. Because what's happening on this one, you only have two events or two lifts because you have to get a lift in. Otherwise, you're done. Like, your weekend's right. done. Um, so it's basically a, a one-shot deal. So that you you now are not showcasing who are strong athletes. You're showcasing who are the strategic athletes. 
who are the ones uh, that yeah, like can that. roll the dice to get to go here in <clears throat> in you know when you have these athletes that you know like you know Bronislav and like those guys it's like right i, I want to see them I want to see them throw massive weights. Like they lifted some <laughs> big weights. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like they the three, did, yeah. Three sixty-three but... or whatever they were lifting that they were right. that they were putting up. Okay, that's big. But that was not those guys pushing the envelope to see what they could put up overhead. I want to no. see Alankowitz put that thing up, like like get four hundred pounds and put it up and do his little Poland pirouette thing that he does. His little you know, <laughs> yeah. pose that he does. Yeah. Not not. Um. All right. I I rolled the dice on the first one, and here's what here's enough of what I need to get. Like it, I I think it just turns it into a strategy event rather than a lifting event. I mean that sucks. Yeah, and it's almost the same thing we're talking about. Event number two. It wasn't a bad event, but we have a missed opportunity to make it a great event. Yeah, and and I. On, well, I don't know, man. I, I think I, that's, I, I'm being a little nice there. Like that's not a good strength test. Well, no, it's not. That's what I mean. You, it's a you strategy, didn't get to test it. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a strategy test, and there aren't enough elements. Like when we go back to look at the entire competition, there aren't enough elements to really push. Where was the? Where is your absolute strength? If you have nine events, like we have said this a lot of times, like okay, you shouldn't have a one rep max in the open when there's only three events. Right. If you have nine events, you can right. have a one rep max snatch in there, or a very like let's test pure strength. If that's what you're trying to do, like I, I am sure that on paper, when everyone was sitting down to think about, it, they're like, "Oh man, this is going to be great because it's really going to force these guys to now have to think about." And I can sit back and see, like in the boardroom, how that would be, and it'd be like, "Oh, this is a great idea. It's going to be something different that they're haven't that they're not used to." Okay, I, I, I get, I could see that, I, and I think that 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 does play that because you're right. I don't think that on the usually the athletes get the opportunity to make strategy be that important. Like there's always a strategy and we always talk about the loopholes and how you're going to play this and where you should do this and that and the other thing. But like for this one right here, strategy was almost more important than how much you could lift. Oh, I think it's it, way it, more it, important. It brought the field way together, way closer together. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was a strength test. I think it was a strategy test. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, and really fun. <laughs> What's that? It just doesn't look as fun when you want to no. be right next to these guys and big bars dropping and you know, you want to, <laughs> you want to see big weights going up. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it could have completely changed the scope of the event. If you just added one more lift. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do in I, weightlifting. I, I heard you get you, three. I heard you on the, on the CrossFit podcast with adrian and, and margo uh talking about this and the when you add one lift you go from each lift is 50 percent of your total shot to now 30 percent of your total shot so now you have a 20 percent increase of just taking a chance to lift heavier it's gonna make people lift heavier right Right. You know, I mean, it, it just automatically will. So if you want to test strength and I mean, and I think three, I think especially for this three is a nice magic number because there's still the element of strategy, but you yes. still get the opportunity to take some risk. You don't have the option to take risk with only two lifts with three. Yeah. Now you have some, now you have some latitude to do that. You have to make a lift. You have to get a good lift up and then you can swing for the fences. I Not agree. like, Oh my God, I have to get something. And then 
okay, that's all I'm going to really get. And now I'm swinging for the fences. And the other one didn't really count all that much because I really didn't want to go that heavy because I had to make sure I got <laughs> something so I could hang out here this weekend. Like, this is yeah. too much. Too no, much. it's too much. Um, all right. On the liftoff portion, Manon Agonies wins on the women's side. And I think, let me see. I can't remember if they tied or not. I no, Tolo. Like, yeah. Yeah, they did tie, which, I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. The gentleman's agreement between Tolo Marquino and Bronislav Olenkowicz, they both tie. Um, they hit 165 and 160, which is well under their capabilities. I would have, dude, Tolo Marquino, I, I want to see that guy put up big numbers. Yeah, I want to I see a, a shot at 390. Yeah. Or, you know, 400 maybe. But, you know, like they're sitting at 165. 160, it's what, 332 or 363? Yeah. 363, I think. Yeah. And yeah. so they, they bump up to 375. So, I mean, it's not lightweight. No. But I've seen them do more. <laughs> yeah. And when and when Bronislav does a, I mean, that guy, that guy has impeccable movement, like in mobility. To see him yeah. do like a power clean and a right. power jerk at you know 363, you're like, okay, that was heavy. Yeah. But that really wasn't anything for that guy. Yeah. Like I've power seen, clean, power jerk. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Usually need a squat and a split and a prayer. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, event number four. So we go from a two-lift event to a slog fest of a chipper. And it's 50 cal row, 40 A jumps with a vest on. Um, a jump being a you're you're straddling a rogue block, and you do a full squat. I think you actually had to touch your butt to the yeah. block. Yeah. And then you jump up and land on two feet on top of it. 30 sandbag cleans, 150 and 100. 20 bar muscle ups, 10 parallel handstand push ups, and then you work your way back down. Bar muscle up, sandbag, A jump, and row. Another tight time cap, which sucks because you don't really get to see a lot of races other than just a lot of finishers yeah. um, or first places. And it was two different chippers between the men and the women. 100%. Uh, on the women's side, it was just a... It, on the women's side, it was a better programmed, I think, test because they can handle that sandbag weight better than the men can. It's just yeah. a thing. Uh, but then they relegate him to kipping yeah. uh, handstand push-ups on the parallettes, and there's only 10 of them, which really I don't understand that. And on the men's side, th this isn't their fault, but like 30 sandbag cleans times two at 150 for the men is a completely different test than it is for the women. Yeah, the women um, have gotten so damn good and strong over the years that that weight isn't the same weight for them in the middle of that. And then the men had to do strict on the handstand pushups that were on the parallettes. And I, I don't hate the chipper. I don't like dislike the movements. I think it's a, it's a gnarly, beastly one. But I don't understand why we had to change the handstand pushup element for the women. When everything else stayed the same, like you're going to make them all row 50 cals, but they're going to do kipping on the handstand pushups. I didn't understand that part. Um, I was, I mean, yeah, it should have been strict across the board. Um, I, I think we kind of, you know, the 150, 100 sandbag thing, you're right. It was when you watch the women, when you watch the women move that sandbag, 
the difference between them moving, and I'm talking on the first 30 and the second 30, I mean, especially, especially the second the 30, second 30. Um, <laughs> there weren't any guys that wanted to go touch and go with that. Like that yeah. was a, that was a hard hell no, but you would see the women would flirt with that. Uh, some of them could, some of them would, mm -hmm. um, some would do a handful, take the break, do another handful, whatever. So you're right. I, I think that's different. Uh, I, but I, I mean, how often do you see a, a 150 and a 125? I mean, we're kind of at that mark. It's, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of the same thing. Even, you know, we get stuck in our weight numbers for the dumbbells, 50s and 35s. Right. Uh, for the boxes, 24 and 20. Uh, for wall balls, the for wall balls. balls. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it works that way. So I think that by default goes in there. But I think that if you're going to go that way, one, at least make the time frames the same. Don't make it where the <laughs> right. guys have to work harder and they now have two less and minutes. Have less minutes. You know. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> and then thank the, you. And then the guy and then the women are doing keeping handstand push-ups instead of uh strict hands. Strict. They they have done a ton of of strict parallel handstand push-ups in the past. Why they've never now changed them? Yeah. Did they never pull that them. out? Mm -hmm. One, the number is so small. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, like 10 parallel handstand pushups for the level of athlete that these women are. And I'm, I'm talking strictly on the women's side on this. 10? That, like, that's nothing. That's well, especially nothing. when you look at the volume of the other movements. You had 40 bar muscle-ups. Totally. Yeah. 40. <laughs> like, okay, if if for some reason the, the handstand pushups is the hard part, my God, make them strict. Holy shit. Make them strict. Like, right. come on. It's right. only 10 with a vest. <laughs> Go grab that vest. Well, and, and, that's, and that's, see, that's <laughs> and the thing. Then put I, it back on. A, right. That's, <laughs> that's what I, I, when I looked at this thing, I, I thought, and we talked about this. I mean, I saw what the vest was and I'm like, they got to put it on and take it off. Like that's, that just seems weird yeah. to do that. I would have said, leave it on the whole time. Um, oh. I mean, granted, if that was the case, I would, the numbers I yeah. think would be different. But I leave it on. Yeah, it like, wasn't why? as weird watching it, like thinking about it. And then once I saw it, I'm like, okay, it's I've ne I've never seen that. It's weird to put it on and take it off for one part of it. But totally, I didn't, I, it, honestly, I'd rather them wear a weight vest than hold dumbbells like they did last time. Oh no, no, I mean, I get it. I I like that. I totally like that, and I get it. It seemed odd to me that if you have a weight vest in an event that the weight vest just isn't part of you the whole purpose of the weight vest is okay we want to make your body heavier and yeah. i mean usually especially for these especially for these athletes when you when you see the weight vest being put on you're not going to have a weight vest on and go row you're going to have a weight vest on and do gymnastic -y type movements because it's like okay we want to test your the strength of your gymnastics now you're going to be doing uh, these jumps and you're going to be doing bar muscle-ups and you're going to be doing handstand push-ups multiple times with a vest on. And the, the cow row is just because, okay, can you breathe with the thing on or not? Did you make it, yeah. you know, did you put it on tight or did you just barely put it on? Because then, you know, like when you do the jump, how, how are they going to hold it and all that kind of stuff kind of plays into it. But I like the event. I like what it is. I, I think it played out really weird. I think the time cap is strange. Um, the, the handstand push-up should have been strict across the board. I, I, the sandbags are the sandbags. I, I just don't think there are enough 125s out there. To make well, that's it the thing. It's like, I don't you know. hold the weight difference against them at all. Yeah. I, I think we're just at a point now where 
It's that's time. A, it's, t- yeah, it's time. It's time. It really it's is. And, and and that's a discovery in that chipper. It has nothing to do with the programming. Um, the time cap thing is an issue. The strict for skip thing is the issue. And again, it's one of those things. I don't know if this is a theme for all the events that we have coming up, but it's like it was good. It wasn't great. And it could have been. And it was just right there. And it just seems like a little bit more thought or testing into that. Yeah. Could have fixed that. So in some of the other events prior to this one, I think there were opportunities opportunities that were missed. Mm-hmm. I think in this one, the the I like it needed a little bit more massaging. It needed to be just kind of kind of you know you have your ball of clay and you have a a nice figurine right now, but we really got to you got to smooth out the edges on this one to get it to look the way that you want it to be. I don't yeah. think that I don't think that at the end of that, the programmers would have looked at it and been like, okay, that was exactly how we wanted that to go down. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it, yeah. like if I if I was to program this in the gym, I I will know if I programmed it correctly or not by watching how people are finishing. Are they finishing in about the time that I want them to finish, or are there these like weird ups and downs? It's like, oh, that one. Was, okay, I need to go back. I need I need to refigure that one. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you figure it out. I mean, and that's the thing too is, look, sometimes you have an event that you had all planned, and then the athletes go out there and flip it on its head totally like the yoke event from the crowd <laughs> and, and, and i think you know what i'll say this is is weird as it was that that happened at the games i i want to say that it's a it gives people a little bit more grace to go okay now i can say oh you know what? i think we messed that one up because i like the fact that hearing dave say yeah we yeah we Sure. Yeah, we we F that one up, man. Like that did not go down the way it was supposed to go down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's okay. It's like, because that way it's like, you know, people, everyone's going to try really hard, but then they can go, ah, okay. I messed up on that one. Yeah. And they're not afraid to say that. I mean, cause if the best of the best of the best at the top end of, of our sport is that happens occasionally, not all the time, but occasionally it's like, okay, it does happen. Right. So now how do you fix that? Yeah. And that's, that's what I think. Like, I think there are things that could have been fixed here and i don't even i don't don't even know if it was a testing issue it's more of a understanding of what you're trying to do like the that handstand thing i mean the sandbags are the sandbags i wouldn't even say anything about that but the handstand push-up and then the time cap to me like how do you pick 23 minutes i i don't think i have ever (laughs) of all the years i've ever programmed ever made a 23 minute time cap yeah yeah i don't know so I event three on the men's side, one, two, three, four, five finished five of, yeah. the, ni- of the 19. Um, Luka Jukic wins on the women's side for event number three, more finished. Uh, I want to say half the field, three, six, nine, more, over half finished. Yeah. Um, some still got time capped, but you know, that, that was a big difference between the the two there. Um, and then we finished Saturday with event number four, and this is that knockout style elimination, which was, you did 20 cows on the concept two bike erg, a 15 meter unbroken handstand walk and then 10 overhead squats at 85 and 60 kilos, which is about 185 and 135 between the men and women. And then each round 
they dropped four people until they got to the final four. So five total rounds of this, if you made it all the way through. And honestly, I thought this was really cool. Um, the sprinting on the bike, the unbroken, um, uh, stress on the handstand walk, also knowing that you have to go fast and then 10 over at squats at 185 and 135. Like that's not easy to do fast after, especially those two things for multiple rounds. Um, I really did like this. I would have loved if all the athletes could go at one time. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the multiple heat thing. I, I know it was a bit out of their control based off the size of the, um, competition floor that they were working with, but man, this would have been really sweet if this was more like a musical chair style where everybody had a chance and you either were in the bottom four or you weren't and you survived to the next round because it didn't really matter how fast you went until the very end. Right. You just had to not get cut. Right. And I thought it was, I thought it was really cool. I thought this was a, this is probably one of my more favorite ones that they did over the weekend. hundred percent. I was going to say that. Um, I think that it was programmed correctly. Like the numbers, the time frame that it's going to be taking to do the stuff. Um, the way that it's set up, um, you know what they probably could have done is they, usually they go the long ways of that stadium. I wonder if they could have oh, had enough ways. distance to go, to go with wise. Um, that may have changed the, um, I don't, I don't know what, how many feet across or how many meters across it is. Maybe, yeah. maybe it was about that, but I, I like your idea of, of having all 20 go at once. And that's just me being able to sit back and, you know, <laughs> well, no, I got I mean, to watch it happen, but totally. But I mean, like what, what that does is it, it, you see who you you see who you need to be like when you have heat yeah you yeah. don't really know like you know it's like okay they they take the top times and then if you win you still get to go but then they're gonna have knock this person out but you're actually you know finished in like third but you're gonna get knocked out because you weren't as fast as the fifth fastest person on this like it, it just it gets a little weird and again that's yeah. just being picky but what the event is this is the first one to me like honestly as out of looking at all the uh, up to this point, this was like a, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. 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 Let's get it. You know, and because you're right, like the numbers are just right. I think the the 85 and 65 for these athletes, that's a great number because by the time you get down into the finals, you're doing 40 reps of that. Dude. That's rad. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. I thought it was great. I really did. I, yeah. I, like we said. It was, uh, it was, there was some cool races, the, the intensity of the event per round forced a lot of people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Like when you look over at Roman Karenica, I feel like, damn it, if I want to win, I have to bike way harder than I want to, or maybe harder than I know I've even capable of. So that means I have to walk on my hands faster than I've probably ever trained in my life. Yep. And then do I clean and jerk or do I snatch this 185? I know I'm not going to miss it, but. It's yeah. round four, right. <laughs> you know, like you get in around five, you're like, okay, I have sent 80 cows on the bike. I've walked on my hands 60 meters and have done 40 overhead squats. Yeah. And this crazy Russian has yet to slow down, <laughs> was which was, it was really cool. So Roma Karenikov wins that Laura Horvath wins that. And then we move into the final day of competition. And we start things off with some classic CrossFit. This is one of the first events they had announced. 
It was event number five, two, four, six, eight, ten of ring muscle ups and thrusters, 1640 kilos. So about 135 and 95, it's actually closer to 88 for the women. Right. So, so much lighter than a traditional heavier thruster than they're used to. And as far as simplicities goes, again, this is another, this is probably my second favorite test of the weekend because it wasn't overly cute. It was a cool test and they, you know, for a wrinkle, just flipping the direction of the reps completely changed the test. And I think the best way. Oh man, totally. Yeah. Cause everyone's going to race the first three rounds and the race does not happen until you get to the set of eight to be like, okay, what are you going to do? And, and, and it's about the ring. It's about the ring muscle ups, mm-hmm. um, especially on the women's side, like the 88 pounds, the, the 40 kilos. Oh, like, yeah, to yeah. me, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, <sighs> like Laura Horvath does not need that. I mean, geez, Samantha Briggs doesn't need that. No, she doesn't need to be slow. Like, you know, I mean, come on, that's not going to slow her down. So it all really comes down to the ring muscle ups and the, and the race really gets strategic at eight and 10 to see like what you're going to do at that. I, I love the event. I thought it was awesome. Um, it was, uh, like you said, very simple. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And we had some cool races. Yeah. On both the men and the women's side. Um, on the men's side, Georgios Karavis, he takes event number five. And on the women's side, Jacqueline Dahlstrom. Yeah, she did so well. And it was really cool because up until this point, we've, we've, we've had the same names come up. Yep. That we, we expect. So to see some new blood in there to excel at a, at an event that's, classic in nature, elegant, cool test, unique wrinkle. I thought that was really fun and, and a good way to start Sunday where you, you just kick things off and you're like, Hey, we've done this, this, this crazy thing, this test. You're like, Hey, just boom, go. Yeah. Let's see what you got. You yeah. Know, have you worked on your basics? <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. We, uh, so when I was down at the legends competition, they had an event that was similar to this. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And they did, uh, ring muscle ups and overhead squat. Same idea. Two, four, six, eight, ten. But the they flip flopped the second movement. So it was like ring muscle ups. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Overhead squat. Ten, eight, six, four, two. Yeah. So that all. So then even that one turned it where the ring muscle ups really became the important piece. I I think that that would have even pushed the tempo on this one even more, and or the importance of the ring muscle up even more. Because then between the eight and the ten, you only have two reps. (laughs) <laughs> right which is yeah. you're like oh man okay here we go 18 thrusters basically back to back <laughs> right you know exactly but i, li- I um, liked the event i thought it was awesome i thought it was awesome yeah i thought it was really cool too um all right and then we move into 6a 6b which could have been easily called event seven and event eight because they have no relation to each other whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> i think it's so random that we have named events and then like not named events oh, i guess I mean. this one's so called athlete's choice and then b <laughs> So this one's called Athlete's Choice. So part A is 21.15.9 Echo Bike and Toes to Bar. You get a one-minute rest after the six-minute cap, and then it's 21.15.9 Cal Row and Bar Facing Burpees. And they're short. They're nasty. They're little couplets, classic rep schemes, 21.15.9, but they're also the same exact test back-to-back. Yeah. 
you just have the gymnastics with a monostructural and it's a 21159 and it's how well can you handle the machines and how much can you just sit in that suck a little bit now if you want to test some i don't know the suck capacity is probably not the best term <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great term. What are you talking about? Exactly <laughs> you want to test an athlete's 100% appropriate suck term. capacity. <laughs> One of these would have been fine. Um, I don't hate the test per se, but you got 200 points right there in the middle, and they were really similar. Totally. And, and it's I don't really know where to dissect it or how to keep this, but change it a little bit. Maybe, I don't know, in part A, it's 21, 15, 9, that direction. Then the B is 9, 15, 21, if you want to change it a little bit. But uh, I don't know. It's uh, If you scored them as one, I'm okay with it, right? If it's a true A and B, it should have just been combined total time. Right combined total time for the test which to me like i don't the, i know the time i know the the as far as the numbers comes off the 2159 i know that that um makes them look similar you have your monostructural with the gymnastic i know that, that makes it look similar you have the same time cap with the six minute time cap so that makes it look similar myself i don't see them as being the same event i mean the cow bike is so much harder than calories on the row and the the toes to bar that that interference between your work on the on the bike and then uh that amount of time that it takes to get from 21 to 15 is so much faster than the bar facing burpees so even though you know you're taking your whole body and you're moving on the on the bar facing burpees i i don't i don't see them being the same um i get the fact that they are but I I agree. I'm I'm with you on the fact that like, um, you. They should have been put together. But I, I like I don't I don't see them as being the same event. Like toes to bar, way too fast compared to bar facing burpees. Um, I I don't. If you I'm want them to the same you, exact event. Well, I mean, like like they're very similar looking. The twenty one fifteen nine. You have your your calories on whatever, and then you have your gymnastic event. You have the same time cap. You have whatever. Yeah. They are not the same. Like the amount of time it no. takes you to do twenty one toes to bar versus twenty one bar facing burpees, completely oh, different. Fair. Yeah, that yeah. gives me so the the burpees gives me much more time to recover whatever and i'm not saying that i recover on twenty one bar facing <laughs> burpees if i'm moving fast, but the amount like my legs on the echo bike. 21 toes to bar are, is not going to be enough recovery for me to get my heart rate back down and have to blast yeah. the way I'd be doing on the, on the calorie bike. I, I just don't see it. And we saw that across the board. I mean, it, we were almost a minute and a half to two minutes difference between, you know, the, the first event, and the second event. But if we are saying that this is a and B a and B, I agree. doesn't have to be two individually scored events because I don't think that we tested anything different with those two. Um, yeah, maybe that's what I'm, I'm trying to together. say as the same test. It's like, yeah. we didn't, they're not terribly dissimilar. No, not, to not earn yourself 200 points. Yeah. Uh, you could have put them together and then, and then what you're doing at that point is instead of testing, uh, 
you know, like a like an all out quote unquote classic twenty one fifty nine setup, you're now testing. All right, what's your recovery rate? Let's let's make this basically like an interval because we're putting your two times together. So now, if you want to full send on one. How much damage control do you have to do on the other? Or do you have Which the capacity? We saw that <laughs> to, yeah, totally. Or do you have the capacity to be able to go, okay, well, I'll push each of them at about 85%, 90%. So I'm not full send, but it'll keep me in the top 10 or the top, well, in this field, uh, you know, 10 is kind of the bottom of the half there, but <laughs> you know, it'll keep me in like the top five. Yeah. I'm not trying to win it. In fact, in fact, I think it's almost dangerous to try to win one of these. Because it will really make the other event really bad. <laughs> well, yeah. Generally speaking. So, <laughs> I mean, and that I think that's, I don't know if that's worth 200 points or not. Well, it is yeah. worth $3,000. I mean, you know. And that's what Henrik Hoppelainen did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy part is, is that he fully sold out and he only won by six seconds over Lazar Jukic. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. To think about that. Um, but yeah, okay. So we have part A, part B, both worth a hundred points. Uh, as we said, Henrik Hypolinen wins part A. Roman Karenikov wins part B. There's only a minute six seconds between Roman's two times. He got third and first between the two. Lazar yeah. Jukic, about a minute and twenty. He got second and fourth. So a great cluster there. On the women's side between A and B. On part A, you had Emily Rolf at 403. And then in part B, it was Sam Briggs. And did you watch um, this race for Sam? Yeah. So Sam was coming down the end. I can't remember who she was. Uh, oh, she's uh, Kristen Holta. Yeah. And Sam's judge, because the way they were going, they were going to finish on the opposite side of the bar towards the finish line. And Sam was going to take off, but her judge said she had one more and she had to hop on the other side of the bar when Holta went off and I was like, well, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so either she started on the other side of the bar and it is right, but I don't think that's the case. And to their credit, they did fix that. And they gave Sam Briggs another event win on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Which was, uh, which was cool to see them do that. But, um, if I would have liked, and this is one of those things it's uh, and we've said this in the open, right? Like if you're going to program a strength event, then the way you score it should tailor it to the the mass that you're testing. Right. Right. A lot of our issues in the past hasn't actually been the test itself, but how the test was scored. Um, here, I think the same case. Look, if you want to do these as back-to-back -back tests, fine. And if you're going to call it an A and B, then, then make it an appropriate A and B. Either limit it to 50 points as an A, B, or combine your total times together and make it a true a and B back-to-back -back test. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Another one of those close, but I, not close enough. I, I mean, I'll say, or... no, totally. I, I think, you know, program wise, there's a lot of things we could say about these yeah. individually. I like the events. Oh um, yeah. I Just, love, that's I love test. watching. <laughs> I, I, I'll say this, but one of the worst pieces of this event, was the fact that they had to move their little marker down. Oh, so you get yeah. off the bike, you have to run all googly-legged to get your <laughs> marker down and then yeah. shuffle yourself back to the back to the rig to do the toes to bar. So that that little thing like this these particular events I think 
were some of the best events what it looked like as far as like what it you know looked like uh performance wise or bro- I don't want to say broadcast wise necessarily but like if you were there oh, watching from it, a spectator side a spectator standpoint these were probably two of the best events because you it was fast it was furious um you could tell what was going on the races were great the intensity was high um very similar to the um the elimination style uh event so you have a lot of that kind of stuff but even though you have all this, yeah, that looks so awesome. When you get back to the nuts and bolts of it, you're kind of like, I uh, don't really understand this one, though. It, yeah. I like yeah. it, but I don't get it. <laughs> I like it, but I don't get it. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I understand that. Um, all right. So we come to the final event. The final is a sprint chipper. Nine rope climbs. 15 push jerks at 170. So it's about 220 and 154. 21 dumbbell deadlifts with 90 pound dumbbells and 60 pound dumbbells. And then a racked walking lunge to the finish line. And, you know, I think if you take just Sunday's tests overall, like this is a great day of CrossFit. Yeah, totally. I love the final. I like the flow, the 9-15-21, the rope climb pull with the overhead push shirk with the dumbbell pull. Like those dumbbells threw people for a loop because they were so heavy, but I don't think they realized how taxed their grip was going to be after rope climbs and push jerks. Yeah. And it, it looked like some of the hardest parts for these athletes was just getting them to their shoulders to lunge to the finish oh line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, they, they were... It's it's one thing to deadlift them and then to have to kind of, uh, I mean, single hand throw a hundred pounds to your shoulders <laughs> no. and you go, go on the weak side. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I agree. I thought the final was great. Um, you know, as far as the, the nuts and bolts of the last day, I agree. I, I thought that the pieces were really, really cool. That last event was fun. It, yeah, I, it I think that the I, I think the weight the the number of rope climbs was appropriate, the number and the weight of the jerks was appropriate, um, because it forced it forced athletes to really oh, hold yeah. on to that thing as long as they could, you know. Um, and you rode that line of okay, do I go all the way through unbroken or do I break it early? to try to make it, to, to make it so that I don't, you know, I put the bar down. I'm not going to look at it for a long time. And then I, <laughs> those are some of the, the most difficult lunges I've seen athletes do at that level <laughs> in a long time. Yes, There was a lot of sideways stepping on those things, but oh, man, it was crazy. I, I, I love the, I love the last event. That was a, I think that was a, a total win for, for them and their programming for sure. I, I agree. Some great races. I know um, Adler was on the outside looking in and he kind of went for it, but couldn't hold on to the push jerks. And then Ricky yeah. had to do well to stay in the top uh, three and he did hold on to the push jerks. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty cool. Um, just some great races across the board. Jukic trying to actually hold off um, Ricky Garrard at the end and he did. And then the women's side, Laura Horvath, who we thought was kind of on a downhill after part B where she lost a lot of points. Where yeah. she, I, I thought she was untouchable coming into the <laughs> coming into day two, and I'm like, oh, that's right, this is still a sport, and you, know, <laughs> you can't just write it down on paper. And look, she went out there and did what she needed to do as an athlete, trying to, to win the whole thing. And 
you know, ended up right there in the mix in that final event as well. On the men's side, it was Roman Karenikov. Uh, on the women's side, Gabriela Magala was able to hold off Laura Horvath by just four seconds to win the final, which gave her that third place position because she was on the outside looking in yeah. uh, to Sam Briggs. Yeah. Um, overall, when you look back or, you know, we've been a part of the Dubai CrossFit Championship for years. Yeah. And they're traditionally known like outside of different unique um, venues of having heavy, high volume, brutal programming. Yeah. Like athletes after Dubai, I think feel worse than they do after the CrossFit Games. As they, just, they just try to pad all those bruises with the money that they get. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, what's that meme where you're you're blowing your nose with $100 bills? <laughs> this will make it feel all better. It'll make it feel yeah. better, I promise. Um, but when we look overall at this year, you know the nine events that they had programmed, and the different tests that they had, I feel like this is one of the more, um, no, I don't, generous tests they've ever programmed for the athletes. To say, um, aside from like the heavy weights and the the, I mean, some of it was like over programmed, and they did a better job of that overall. I mean, they had some, like we said before, the the hill slope run was what it was. It wasn't really a great test which it could have been the 21 15 nines back to back so you've got two tests of five minutes the the long chipper and the time cap issues like those are all just like little things that i don't think really affected the overall outcome of the weekend so though we have these little misgivings and nitpicks here and there i don't think it would have changed who your podium is on the men and women uh, I'd agree with that. Um, as far as like what the, what the fun, I, my overall impression of the competition this year was, uh, it's definitely, it was a rebuilding year. And I, mm. I, I think that it is that that's the case on the athletes side. I mean, we had less, less athletes here than we have in the past. Um, you know, we didn't have the Dubai competition last year right um i think that they did a great job of having some fun some fun stuff for people to watch uh some fun events some fun activities for the athletes to be involved in you know on as an as an athlete from an athlete's perspective i think that the events were fun whether the first event the, the the B of one, A1, A, B, <laughs> yeah. could have been a little bit different. I mean, yeah, I, it could have been whatever. But I think for the, as far from the athlete's perspective, I think that that was still something fun to do. Yeah. Uh, to be there and do that. I think that the events were cool. Um, I don't think that they were overly aggressive as they have been in the past. Or no. overly like, you know, all right. We're going to throw you out in the desert. Go. We're going to throw you out in the ocean. Go, you know, yeah. and, and hold on to this thing. But whatever. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. Um, and I think that, that I think that that's OK. I, I think that what was important for the competition this year was to get the athletes back out, get the people watching it again, have some fun events for these guys to do and let the athletes showcase some stuff. Um, 
I don't think that the programming was as short up as it could as it could have been. That's not to say that it was bad programming. Yeah. Um, again, it was a show. This was a showcase. It wasn't a we're trying to find the fittest. It wasn't a um, we need to equate this to the game. This is not a qualifier for the games. It was an invitational. Let's have right. these athletes come back out and have some fun and right. get some money while they're doing it and see where they are at the beginning, you know, the end of this year, going into the new year. Um, and I, I mean, I think as far as that goes, I think that they did an okay job. Do I think it was the best program they've ever had? No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I think that there were some weird little pieces in there that just made the programming geeks like us kind of go, Wow, 23 minutes? Why did you say 23 minutes? <laughs> right. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a weird thing to be critical of. Like, if you're just watching, it's like, what are they even talking about? I wasn't even thinking about that. It's right. <laughs> um, but I mean, but I think overall, I think it was, I, I tell you what, I was glad that they had the event this year. I really was. Oh, me too. It was and, good to see it back for sure. Yeah. And I think that they did a a, a good job of, of allowing them, to, or at least as the weekend got going, they allowed themselves some really fun and exciting races to have. Like the second half of the event, yeah, the time frames were good. The races were good. Uh, there was a lot of excitement, and even though you know six A and six B were the same ish, and the time were all of that stuff, there were still really good races. We had people that were finishing. We had people that were getting towards the end, and, and it where it counted and it mattered. Whereas the first half, it seemed like there was a little uh, lopsided, and you know, not as many people were finishing, and the races weren't there, and the yeah the time frame seemed a little off. But I think that as they got into it. Um, whether that was by nature or it just worked out that way or whatever, I, I, it was, it was one of those things where they ended on a positive. So it's almost kind of hard to go back and think, yeah, that, that wasn't really that good. Yeah. That's a good they, point. They, I mean, they, they did great. That was a good last strong. day. Yeah. They finished I agree. really strong. Um, all right. Your top three after nine scored events on the men's side, Roman Karenikov wins by nearly a hundred points. God, that guy looked good. I, looked I hope amazing. he can get to the game sometimes he before it's too amazing. late. Yeah. Uh, Lazar Jukic holds off Ricky Garrard and he wins or beats him by nine points. Ricky Garrard back in live competition takes third. Yeah. Great. I mean, great finish for him. Laura Horvath on the women's side takes first. Kristen Holta second. Gabriela Magala in third. And, you know, Bill, this is our time. We do our Element 26 thumb tape review of the weekend between two thumbs. What would be your overall grade of the Dubai CrossFit Championship? Um, uh, as far as what it was trying to do, and I mean, you know, the, I, I don't think that a lot of it was bad. I think a lot, there was some weirdness, some things that to me from a nuts and bolts perspective make it a little confusing. Um, but I think generally speaking, they finished strong. Uh, they, they were able to put the event on, um, they were able to let the athletes get some good fitness in and, and really test themselves going into, you know, the new year. Um, and I, and they didn't crush, they didn't crush anybody. I mean, they didn't smash athletes coming <laughs> into it, you know? So, right. um, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say attitude, um, and for them coming back and, for what it was as a showcase of fitness. Um, I'll go one and a quarter thumbs on. This. Okay. Yeah. I think for me is I, I enjoyed the weekend. I think the, uh, Sunday was a good day. I think I was out of one. 
um, overall for the weekend. I'm, yeah. Yay. Thumbs up. Great job. Good test. Totally. You know, not, you know, there's little things that we're being very nitpicky about. Totally. Um, but I feel like we're very close to like one and a half for sure. I mean, yeah. a, a slope hill straight up would have completely changed the first day of competition, switching the time cap in event one. So everybody gets to race. Not everybody gets cut up, throw one more lift on event three, extend the time cap for the chipper. And then after that, I mean, the knockout thing, good. And then all of Sunday was great. Yes, yeah. the scoring maybe between A and B. Those little things, and I'm looking at like one and a half to one and three quarters. Like that's how close this was to being a really, really great competition. But like I said, hindsight's 2020. And his sitter's like, look, you get a thumbs up. Yeah. Good competition, totally. fun competition. Glad I got to watch it. I'm sure the athletes had a great time as well. Um, they didn't leave battered and bruised like they have in the past, maybe questioning right. their <laughs> desire <laughs> to ever compete again. So, uh, yeah, I'll give it a one overall for the weekend. Well, hey, I'm just going to say good job. You do buy team. I mean, yeah. we've worked with you guys a long Welcome time and, and I am so glad you guys are back. Me so too. glad I, I, that is a neat, that is a needed competition on the uh on the competitive season for these athletes and oh, and for and for you know for the 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 fans as well mm -hmm. i think it's it's been it's one of those things that's been a staple for so long i'm glad you guys are back me too well yeah. man we're almost the end of the year i know what that's crazy like nine days away the so next competition weird. that's coming up will be wadapalooza in january which bill and i will both be Oh, yeah. Broadcasting from. That's right. Going to have a good oh, time. That's right. We're going to have a good time. So me and Bill will both be at Wadapalooza. I'll get to do play-by-play -play alongside my man, Bill Grunler, for the individuals, mm -hmm. which is going to be super fun. That'll be mid-January. And, you know, how about you think our, our last episode of the year, maybe a, a Mount Rush moments, top four year. moments of the, of the, year. Uh, of of the, year. the 2021 game season? Okay, of the game what season or of the whole year? You want to, you, you eh, we can make it personal. You would do it of the year, top four Mount Rush moments of the year or game yeah. season. Well, I say we do the 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 CrossFit year. Our like okay, of know, the so like, uh, CrossFit yeah, year. totally games uh, uh, or any, CrossFit yeah, or games, okay. other okay. events, things happen in the CrossFit. I like that. You know, like keep it in the CrossFit realm, but keep it in the CrossFit realm. but open it up to the whole year. All right deal all right exactly. mount rush moments coming next week for those guys joining us today thank you so much bill as always sir hey merry christmas bill merry christmas to you merry dude. christmas merry christmas, merry christmas and happy holidays to all you guys as well we'll see you next week for our end of the year podcast oh yeah all right take care everyone